Welcome to Career Crashers, where we tell the stories of those who are not content to wait around following rules and hoping for good things to happen. Great careers aren't found, they're forged. It's time to crash the party. All right, today on Career Crashers, super excited to have, uh, I would say, a heavy hitter. I mean, somebody who's on, you know, the Paul Feinbaum show is on ESPN from time to time. It's a big deal if you're into sports, especially. Vince Thompson, founder and CEO of Melt, which is one of the nation's largest independent sports and event marketing agencies. And Melt, they've been representing Coca-Cola for 20 years. They are a part of some of the biggest sports events, the Final Four ESPN College Game Day, Major League Baseball, MLS, NCAA, NASCAR, Olympics, PGA, you name it. So Vince, I want to just start right off and ask you because sports marketing sounds like such a cool job, but how do you, like, I have no idea how someone gets into that. How did you end up in this career space? Well, first of all, yeah, Isaac, thank you so much for, for having me and quite an honor. And to think that I saw you on a television program three weeks ago and now I'm on your show and you're going on mine. Uh, it's just amazing. And uh, so thank you so much. And uh, I, I have to tell you that the, the sports marketing is one of the most fun jobs that anybody could ever have. <laughs> uh, I wake up every day and, uh, and obviously, uh, hopefully in a post-COVID world, but I get to go to college game day. I get to go to SEC Nation. I get to go to the Final Four or, you know, the NBA or MLB or PGA. And so, and so it's amazing. But, but uh, it, it's all rooted in my experience at college. And uh, we tell a lot of students that you work with and I work with is that the college campus is the ultimate professional lab. Uh, and whether you have a passion for sports or anything else, there are opportunities for you to gain experience, pad your resume, uh, as well as network and relationship yourself. Now more than ever, my path was through the sports information and publicity department at Auburn University. And I literally, it was a profe- uh, it was a guest lecture in my first journalism class, talked about uh, his role as sports information director. And I took that shot and walked up to him after class and said, you know, hey, I want to be a part of this and volunteer. And lo and behold, that afternoon, I'm, you know, fulfilling my dream. I went to school to be a sports writer, did not have any idea about the business side of college athletics. And next thing you know, I'm interviewing Bo Jackson and Charles Barkley and all of these, uh, you know, famous, you know, world famous athletes. And so, uh, but it all was rooted in taking that shot, be willing to make that effort and then making that commitment to find and sort out those, uh, those opportunities. And, and, and literally that's where my relationship with Paul Feinbaum began 40 years ago, nearly 40 years ago in the Auburn athletic department. And now today he's one of my best friends and, and we do a lot of activities together. I love that, you know, you're, you're in this program and you're kind of studying journalism and this stuff, but instead of just trying to absorb the knowledge and kind of, you know, prepare, a lot of students feel like, well, I just have to keep studying so I can be prepared. You went up and you said, I want to work for you. And you even offered to do it for free because you saw the opportunity to get real world experience. I think that's such a crucial moment to make that decision that you want to get some like boots on the ground, get your hands dirty experience. So can you tell me a little bit more about what you did in that first experience at the, uh, the, the department there? Well, I, you know, I think, and, 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 and Isaac, I think this applies not only as a student, but you know, whether it's you or me as CEOs is that 
you've got to be uh, have a willingness to just do anything and make that commitment, uh, pay that price, um, you know, even within my organization today. And I think that's why we've been, knock on wood, been able to retain uh, our clients like Coca-Cola and Aflac for so long. It's just be, just be willing to go that extra mile. And so it, it dawned on me, I'm like, you know, hey, if Coach you know, Dick Vitale was in, like, you know, Coach Vitale, uh, what would you like to drink, sir? Um, you know, would you like some coffee or can I ride you to your hotel or something like that? Just building that FaceTime, building that interaction. I figured out I wanted to get me a little business card printed up. That was back in the days before cell phone and you had to write follow up and those types of things. But I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, I'm like, wow, I'm in the presence of all these great, you know, broadcasters and, and, and sports icons. And uh, it, it, and it, and it, the, the light bulb went off on my head. I was like, you know, I'm interacting with these people and, 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 and I was willing to put myself in that position to win. I didn't care what I was doing, but, you know, I was, you know, 90% of it was, you know, you know, being in the right place at the right time and then taking that shot and taking advantage of it. And so, like I said, with, and, and, you know, Isaac and our, our intern program, Melt University, we've uncovered so many more career opportunities within athletic departments, for instance, mental health, compliance, athletes using their image and things of that nature, um, you know, obviously in a post-COVID world. So I'm bullish on the opportunities for kids. And by, and by the way, this is the most sophisticated generation of, of consumers ever uh, with the access to information and technology and social media in the old days you really had to put a lot of shoe leather to the, to the pavement and, and, and do that research. And so there's really no excuse now. They're in this amazing environment. Uh, there's so many opportunities that, that may, if, even if it's not sports, that whatever is relevant, uh, you know, to them, if a famous speaker's coming, go listen to the speaker, you know, offer to pick them up, give them your business card, write them a handwritten thank you note and things. It's just that four years in that environment you get a great education in, within the walls, and if you have an opportunity to expand that beyond the walls, I had a 200-article uh, portfolio of articles published when I came out of Auburn, and I knew I was head and shoulders above most of the people that I was competing for for jobs coming out of college, and, and, and that's the bottom line, Isaac, is outcome. Like, yeah. what is the outcome of whatever pursuit you're trying to do? Well, you know, we all got to work, and begin paying our bills and those types of things. So I was always focused on the end game and the outcome and knowing there was going to be a process that I had, um, I, that I had to go through, um, you know, coming from very rural lower Alabama uh, to get to that, to get to that level. So, you know, it was, you know, a lot of, a lot of grinding in, in 40 years, I promise you. I love what you said about, you know, taking the initiative to approach people. It's funny that the first company that I started, the guy who's now the CEO, I met him because I went and gave a talk to like an economics club or something at uh, at uh, Charleston um, College of Charleston down here in Charleston. And he came up afterwards and he had a little business card made up. This was at the tail end of the business card era. And, uh, and he gave me his card and he said, I liked your talk. I'm going to be gone this summer. But when I get back, I would love to buy you lunch and talk about an internship. And we went to lunch when he came back. He followed up with me, emailed me and said, I'm back in town. I'd love to connect. We got lunch. I wasn't even looking for any interns, but I liked him. And I said, hey, you want to intern for me? And now almost 10 years later, 
he's the CEO of the company that I started and was one of the earliest employees. And so I just, I think taking that initiative, when you hear a speaker you like, when you hear a podcast you like, like reaching out to people and may, instead of just thinking, oh, well, you know, they, they would, well, why would they ever listen to me? And that's such a big step. And that's like 50% of the battle when it comes to kind of selling yourself or marketing yourself. Well, you got to take the shot. And we always say, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Like somebody tells you, no, that's fine. Or, you know, as you say, uh, you know, as we say, N-O is just a, it doesn't spell no, it's the first two letters of not yet. But all of these opportunities, no matter where you are, are all around you. And this is what I encourage a lot of, uh, of young kids to do is, is that you can never gather enough information uh, on the industry leaders. You can never gather enough information on, on, the, on the organizations that they um, um, that they uh, are uh, behind, you know, and, and then, and, and then I, you know, this is kind of old school too, Isaac, but I'm a, I'm a vociferous reader. And what I am reading for is not only the content and the subject matter of the article, but I'm looking for people in the article that may have been quoted, i.e. Isaac Morehouse. And then I go research Isaac and then I, and then I hit him up on LinkedIn and then, you know, if, if Isaac's, you know, game on LinkedIn and we begin this dialogue and, and we begin this correspondence. And, and by the way, that's how you and I began this correspondence. I see your mug on TV. I'm going, man, that guy, I love what this guy's saying. I'm automatically hit you up on LinkedIn. And the next thing you know, you know, we're doing this interview together uh, because you were out there putting yourself out there. I was watching it. I decided to take the shot to reach out to you. What was the worst that could happen? You know, maybe you were too busy to respond or on vacation or whatever, but you did. And now we're forming a great relationship, friendship and partnership. And so that's the thing that the kids, that these kids have all of these tools now. And there's so many ways, you know, it's, we're going to talk about that in my upcoming book, um, building uh, build brand new of how kids begin to build their brand early. They possess the tools to do it. Uh, and there's no reason that they don't begin positioning their brand out in the marketplace for whatever that outcome is to start their own company or to um, or, or to go to work for you know a great company such as you know Coca-Cola or something like mm-hmm. that. So they and, but and in, 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 you know what you and I talk about what you talked about that encounter with you know your the intern and now he's the CEO. But that interaction, he took that shot. Uh, he made a positive impression on you. He took the initiative to follow up. He offered to buy you a free lunch, but who can turn that down? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, and then, and so every step of that process was a form of an audition. That's mm-hmm. what I say is like, it, whether it's personal, professional relationship, uh, you know, a singing audition, talent audition, every part of every interaction of this process um, is, uh, is, is, is an audition and kids have got to get their mindset and, and headspace locked in to that, to that reality. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's the, and again, you, 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 you just cited a, 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 a perfect um, example of, of, of how this all came together. I mean, what if the kid had not approached you after the class? Yeah. Who knows what path yeah. that would have been on? So it's the same way that, that encounter in my first journalism class not only was the guy the head of the sports information, he was the faculty editor of the student newspaper, the Auburn Plainsman, which I went on to be the, one of the sports editors of that. And he was the house father of the Fiji fraternity. And I had no concept of, of uh, fraternities other than the movie Animal House. And I was dead, <laughs> I'm not signing one into one. And he goes, no, 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 this is really got a good guys. And I'm the house father. And 
come over and have lunch with them. And so lo and behold, I get my career path, I get published and I get my best friends for life out of that one chance encounter. Hmm. Tell me about 20 years ago when you made the decision to start the agency, Melt, what, what gave you the courage? Like, What was that moment of, I'm going to start my own agency and uh, how did you get it going? Well, I, I, I had had, you know, my father was a, a successful entrepreneur, uh, owned a grocery store, was the mayor of our small town. So I always had, my grandfather was a successful car dealer. I always had an entrepreneurial uh, itch and scratch. And, uh, but I had a fantastic, uh, oh, and by the way, coming out of college, I got fired from my first job, uh, believe it or not, at a bank. And then I worked on a failed uh, uh, governor campaign in Alabama. So I was 0 for 2 right out of the box and broke. Uh, and, uh, but I, I, I lucked into a great PR firm, sports firm in Birmingham. I was living, but it, a couple of things, and the same thing that kind of dawned on me in Auburn, I was like, you know, I think my ideas are as good as these people and they're getting paid a lot of money for them. And, but I knew I needed to kind of pay my dues and, the, and have an apprenticeship because obviously back then you didn't have all the tools of the internet and, and social media and all that. But, over time, you know, I, I was solidified and like, I think I can do this better than most of these people and that I had this itch I wanted to scratch. And in a kind of a weird way, I'd sort of outgrown Birmingham as a market. It's a great city, but it's a little bit smaller. And I'm like, you know, I'm 37. I got a kid coming. If I don't go dive in the deep end now and, and, and see if I'm as smart as I think I am, because I can always go to back to work, you know, for the man, quote unquote. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I had a passion for sports. I loved it. I'd had a successful, you know, 15-year career, wanted an ad agency, wanted a giant publicly held sports medicine company. And so I'm like, well, you know, what's the worst that can happen? And so, uh, so just dove in the deep end. Um, and here's another thing, uh, you know, Isaac, I tell all the kids is, is, is take a, write down what I call a professional Rolodex or an inventory of people that you know that may have help or access to helping you gain careers or start your businesses. And so when I moved to Atlanta, I, I wrote 100 people down in the business world that I had interacted with. I tried to assign a monetary value to them. I'm like, hey, if I can close five or ten percent of this value, I can feed my family uh, this year. And so, emotional connections are the lowest hanging fruit to leverage for starting up or gaining jobs or intern programs or, or those types of things. Friends of family, family, um, you know, because if if somebody now reaches out to me and says I'm a friend of of Isaac's, clearly that's going to go to the head of my response class. And so. Um, um, so I, I made that list and I just, you know, um, I just, I didn't know what I didn't know, to be honest with you, made every mistake known to man. And then, you know, nine 11 hit, which was a giant gut punch, uh, to the economy, uh, as well. And so, um, uh, and just, but, but I, I, I had, didn't have blinders on and I didn't look back. I say, you don't drive the car from the rear view mirror, you drive it through the windshield and uh, was just, you know, just absolutely relentless in my pursuit of, of building my business and, and, and being the best in the world. Mm, I love it. I love it. So tell me about this book. You have a book coming out called Building Brand You, Y-O-U. And I mean, the title alone, I'm already like, oh yeah, this is my kind of thing. Because that's what we talk about all the time is treating yourself like me incorporated, marketing yeah. yourself as if you're your own product. So I love the title. I'm curious, what would, what would urge you to write a book like this? You're a, you're a guy that's been in sports marketing 
you know, I would imagine a book about building a marketing agency or about sports or all the people you've met. But why write a book targeted at younger people about building their own brand? Well, there's two or three reasons. First of all, it's, it's just, just based on my experience at Auburn University. It's just always been a passion of mine um, to share and help others. I made that commitment uh, a long time ago. If, you know, you know, if I ever got to the level of being able to help and influence kids, because I had that, um, that was the first thing. I think the second thing is that, um, you know, I like to, I, I, in my position as CEO, I mean, I literally see thousands of resumes a year thousands of entry level applications. And I see, I see the ones that work, but I also see the ones that don't work. And so I wanted to um, share my insight and wisdom and advice with, 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 with kids, um, particularly now that the job market and, you know, it's going to be so brutal in a post COVID you know, world. And, 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 and so I, uh, I said, let me, let me share some of the things that I, that I see that work and don't work. And, and, and you would, you would think it's common sense, but it's not, you know, it's like, you know, how to, you know, how to package it, you know, an attractive resume that gets attention. A resume is like a blind date, you know, you just want to get to the next date or it's like a, you know, a billboard, it's 10 seconds of your attention, uh, on the high, on the highway, it's packaging, uh, and, and, and step back and look at yourself as a brand. The second thing is all of these tools exist to 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 help you you know particularly linkedin you know, as you said you and i that's how we that's how we connected it's the greatest business tool it's the greatest information source on the planet uh it's the ability to to communicate that but how you know that second that first interaction um you know with you know isaac or vince you know it's got to be a knowledgeable approach because you're already in the audition process. Dear Mr. Morehouse, I saw you on television. I love what you're trying to do. Congratulations on your success. May I have 10 minutes of your time and advice as opposed to, um, you know, uh, dear crash.co attaches my resume and I need to make a dollar. Who's going to stand <laughs> out? I mean, who's going to stand out? So it's all packaging and branding. I mean, it's visual. It's, it's, you know, when you're walking in the, grocery store and you see something pop off the shelf or you go, man, I, I, I'm not sure what that product is, but I love the packaging. I'm a packaging freak. And so when you start talking to kids and that and say, step away from yourself and begin perceiving yourself as a brand and, and you still would be shocked at uh, the, the very common mistakes that, um, that people make with their social media. And it's fine to have fun posting things that you believe in, but one of the first things people are going to do, employers are going to do or the bankers or whoever is funding your business is they're going to go look up at your profile on social media and they're going to see what kind of judgment you have. And so, so you don't never, you never know how all of these impressions are being formed to get to the point, to get to the goal line of what it, what other objective it is, whether it's a job or starting a company or starting a business or, or those types of things. So not only pointing out some of the obvious, which are the tools, but the second thing is, how to use those tools uh, correctly. So I think, you know, it was always, and it was sort of the, it was the topic of the, the, the talk that I give to students and kids all over America is that, you know, hey, uh, you know, don't take no, be relentless, dream big. If a kid like me from a town of 800 people can achieve, you know, in, a, in, a, in being excellent in my craft, then you can do this too. And then here's the tools um, you know, that, 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 that you need to, to build your brand. And, 
And, and, and as sophisticated as they are, they're not taught to think that way and they don't think that way. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's fascinating. We're getting a ton of traction and a lot of feedback. The book's out uh, September the, the, the 15th, and it, but it's based on my experiences um, working my way through Auburn. It's based on what I see does and does not work in the, in the job and in, in career uh, area and, 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 and it points out the, the tools uh, that you can use um, and, and, and to master. And then it just talks about, you know, hey, you know, being relentless, never giving up, and, and also not to seek instant gratification in a job. I mean, you can't, you know, I get kids coming in in three, six months, and all of a sudden they want to be the CEO, and, and, and they haven't even had time to, you know, settle into their office chair, and then they continue to hop around, and they never allow you know, an experience in the first or second job to really ferment or, or, or root or seed. And, um, and it, it, it just, so it, it so it, it's something that it's another soapbox of mine is that, you know, Hey, just be a little patient. It's going to be a grind. I mean, there's always unicorns like Mark Zuckerberg, but we also don't read about the 999 out of a thousand that aren't Mark Zuckerberg's. And so, so uh, it requires, a lot of patience. I've been practicing my craft for 40 years and I'm still continuing uh, to craft it and, and get better and, and learn from it and interact with, you know, people like you. I love it, Vince. This is awesome stuff. Where is the best place if there are people listening that are interested in what you're doing, learning more about uh, Melt You? You have this awesome virtual now interim program, your book. Is there a, a best place for people to go to learn more? Yeah, there's a, there's a couple places. Thank you for asking. One is just uh, our website, uh, www.meltatl.com, M-E-L-T-A-T-L.com. And you can follow me on all my social handles at, at Vinny Inc. Uh, Isaac, that was my college nickname. I was Vinny Incorporated, always on the hustle at Auburn uh, or at MeltATL, M-E-L-T-A-T-L. But, uh, you know, I'm like you. I mean, my passion is to is to help the next generation of of business people and marketers and event producers and, and, and sports marketers and, and things of that nature. And there's a lot of great kids who really want to get out there, but you know, the competition uh, is going to be absolutely just fierce. Yep. Hey Vince, this has absolutely been awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. What an honor, uh, Isaac, and look forward to continuing to build our relationship and, uh, and helping move the ball uh, down the field for, for lots of kids. Like what you hear? Go to Crash.co and join the career revolution. If you want to share your own career crash story, send it directly to me at Isaac at Crash.co. 